0: Follow Winnie Taylor's 4th and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, the real Jonathan Messenger, of course. And with me, as always, is my sidekick, Bebop. Wow. Wow. Jonathan, just wow. Wow what, Bebop? You're seriously going to call me your sidekick? Wow. Yeah, well that's what we do on this show. I write and tell a story and you kind of, I don't know, what do you do, heckle me? Yeah, but I just portaled my way through like a hundred dimensions in order to find you and save you from a land of a billion Jonathans and brought you back to your little home studio here, and then you're going to call me your sidekick? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I am really grateful to you, Bebop, for saving my life, but I'm also a little curious. What do you mean? Well, I don't understand how I got sucked out of my own world and into another dimension. Oh. And then I come to find out you can open all of these portals and that you are opening portals? Huh. Yeah, I don't see what one has to do with the other. And so I guess I'm just wondering if I got sucked out of this world because you were opening a portal. And so, yes, you saved my life, but also maybe you're the reason I ended up there in the first place. Um, it's a pleasure to be your sidekick, Jonathan. (laughs) Okay, let's let bygones be bygones. And let's get into the new season of Finn Caspian. If you remember what happened in the last episode, that Marlowe had been turned into a planet and Explorer's Troop 301 was stuck inside with Cymbeline from the Shakespeare. They put out a distress signal and a familiar voice came back. Who was it? What's going to happen? Find out in the alien adventures of Finn Caspian. A moldy alliance. hear you loud and clear. On my way. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Finn, Abigail, Valle, and Elias all looked at each other. The voice was unmistakable. Who was that? asked Cymbeline. Bunce! They all said at the same time, and they were all filled with dread as they said it. You mean like Juliana Bunce? Her dad? said Cymbeline. Yeah, said Finn. And probably the only guy in all of the galaxies who hates the Marlowe more than Claudius. Oh, then this is great news, said Cymbeline. No, you don't understand, said Elias. Before Claudius did this to the Marlowe, Bunce was our main enemy. He tried to take it over. There was a big battle. There were spider-bots. It was awful. No, you don't understand, said Cymbeline. While you were all playing games, I overheard Claudius talking to Bunce. I think Claudius thought they could team up, but the other guy was furious about what had happened to Juliana, and he said something about how the Marlowe was his, and he wouldn't let Claudius do anything to it. So you think Bunce is going to save us, laughed Finn. (laughs) Fat chance. The Marlowe shook. Maybe that's him, said Cymbeline. The kids inside were tossed around the tunnels that used to be corridors. Yep, that's him, said Valle. If Bunce was going to save us, he'd definitely destroy us first. The Marlowe shook and shook again, and then suddenly... It was back. The planet was gone. The cold, dark walls and smooth floors of the space station had returned. The molten cord, the center of the planet, was back to being the Marlowe's battery. Finn, unsure if it was real or not, opened the visor of his space helmet and inhaled sweet, actual oxygen. How is this possible? He said. Your favorite ex-Marlowe officer just saved your life, saved your parents' lives, and saved your precious space station. It was Bunce, no doubt about it, over the airwaves. The explorers quickly made their way through the corridors and up to the Great Hall, where they'd eaten hundreds and hundreds of meals with the astronauts of the Marlowe. There was Finn's mother, Captain Caspian, along with his dad. Fale's, Abigail's, and Eliza's parents were there too. Mom! yelled Finn, and he started to run to her. She looked at him and smiled, but held up her hand for him to stop. He turned and saw why. There, standing in front of her, was Bunce. He looked wild. His hair had grown long, and a beard grew out of his face like a forest had sprouted from his chin. Next to him was Juliana. Just Juliana. No wings, no glow, just Finn's friend. Ah, it's the younger Caspian I see. Bunce looked at Finn the way an owl would look at a rabbit before it swooped down to pluck it into the sky. Finn must have flinched because Bunce laughed. No, 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 no need to worry, he said. I admit there was a time when I would have loved to see you defeated or to defeat you myself. You mean like last week? said Finn. His mother gave him a look, a look that all parents have, that says simply, not now. Ha, such a charming sense of humor, said Bunce. But yes, it's true that for much of the past few years, I have seen everyone on this space station as a mortal enemy, a sort of legendary foe, or at the very least, someone I didn't like very much. But new information has come to light, You have brought my departed, beloved daughter back to me. I have to admit, I never thought I would see her again. And yet here she is, almost as tall as her father. I'm sorry. It's just very overwhelming. Finn was shocked. Bunce looked like he was going to cry. Bunce was being... human... Of course, I heard that you had found her, and I further heard that this clown had captured her and done upsetting things, said Bunce. Until Bunce waved a hand behind him, Finn hadn't noticed that Claudius was seated on the floor, along with Hamlet and the other Shakespeare kids. They appeared to have their hands tied behind their backs. Just to be clear, said Vale, Claudius is the clown you're talking about, right? Of course, said Bunce. Who else would it be? Could have been Hammy, said Vale. But you're right, Claudius is kind of the, uh, King Clown. Claudius used the magic he stole from a nearby galaxy to give my daughter wings and to alter the very fiber of the Marlow, said Bunce. I happened to be in the vicinity of that planet where Claudius stole that magic and heard what was happening. The aliens who lived on the central planet of that galaxy. They gave me scrolls with enough magic to reverse what Claudius had done. They also gave me this cool wizard beard, which I think I might keep. I rather like it. Don't you think it looks distinguished? Like Gandalf or Dumblehoozit? Nothing more distinguished than Dumblehoozit, said Finn. Bunce glared at him, but quickly smiled. I'll ignore that, said Bunce. This will take some time but we will become friends, and friendly banter like that can be expected. Expected, said Finn. Friends? This doesn't mean you're staying here, right? Finn? Juliana looked offended. I mean, he's tried to take over the Marlow a few times now, said Finn. We can't just forget that. So does that mean that I have to leave too, said Juliana? No. No. Said Finn. But the truth was, he didn't know what to say. He wanted Juliana to stay, but her dad to leave, and his parents to never leave again, and for Claudius and the rest of the Shakespeare kids to take long walks off short planets. But he had a feeling he wasn't going to get everything he wanted. Finn, said Captain Caspian, I know this is going to be hard to hear, but Bunce. Admiral Bunce, the bearded villain interrupted. No said Captain Caspian. You don't get a title yet. Bunce saved all of us, Finn. He is, it seems, different. The magic may have changed him. Finn started to argue, but his mother gave him the not-now look again. He saved all of us, Finn, and he used very powerful magic to do so. She looked at him, as though he knew what was coming next. But he didn't. Finn had no idea what was coming next, Nothing that had happened recently had made any sense or could have ever been predicted. And now Bunce has to return that magic along with the spells that Claudius stole, said Captain Caspian. Of course, his daughter, Juliana, will accompany him, and we need representatives to help him. Oh no, said Finn. The adults need to stay on the Marlowe, We must figure out what we're going to do with Claudius. We must see to many, many repairs to the station after so much was broken, when it was terraformed, and then transformed back. Oh no, said Finn. Finn, Finn? said Captain Caspian, and Juliana at the same time. Juliana has sworn to me that she will watch out for you, and the rest of 301, said Captain Caspian. You can't be serious, said Finn. Serious as... Oh, I don't know. Something serious. I'm I'm not good at analogies, said Bunce. The point is, you and I are going on a mission together! We're going to return this magic and set the universe right again! Isn't that incredible? Finn was stunned. He couldn't say anything. But how, said Elias. We couldn't all possibly fit in an Explorer pod if any of the pods even work now. That's the most delicious part of this beautiful little pumpkin pie we're all baking up together, said Bunce. Oh, that's actually a pretty good metaphor. Maybe I am good at this stuff. Anyways, all aboard! We're flying there in the Shakespeare 820! This is a nightmare, said Finn. See, said Bunce. This is the friendly banter I look forward to. All right, so Bunce is back. He's some sort of wizard now. He saved the Marlow, and he and Finn are going on an adventure together, and they're taking the Shakespeare A20 to get there. Holy smokes. Big things happening this season. I want to thank everybody who is still listening to the show. You know, this is our... Uh, maybe eighth or ninth season. I'm not even sure. depends on how you count everything that's happened in the last few years. Uh, but I'm really excited to be putting out episodes every week again and uh, to be getting your jokes and your art. So, listen, we got so much great email over the last year or so. I really, really appreciate it. Um, we're going to start the jokes again, and we're going to start the art again. So start sending those in, and we will thank you, and we will play some of the jokes at the end of the show like what would normally happen right now. And Griff is going to be back and uh, I'm really excited for the whole show to get rolling again with regular episodes. So we'll see you next week with uh, the first adventure of Bunce and Finn. All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Ooh, I haven't heard this music in a while, and it feels good to hear it. So I just want to say thanks again for listening. If you want more great shows for your whole family, go to gzmshows.com. We have all of the Gen Z media shows. The Alien Division of Guest means a Gen Z kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger. Emerson Messenger is our intern, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by the famous and famously kindest, most wonderful human in the universe, Mark Greenberg. Our show art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And you know what to do. If you want to send us any art, show ideas, jokes, anything you want to do, send to earth at fincaspian.com. Tell your friends to subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next week! I can't believe I agreed. I was his sidekick.
0: Me, Bob, is nobody's sidekick. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Oded. I'm Ethan. I'm Alma, and, and we're a GZM M- family. Join us and listen to Fourth and Inches. Here, Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about holidays past. Now she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.